many of this nation's youth are truly happy? Well, we both know the answer, don't we? That changes right here, right now. Hello and welcome to Pot Takes Podcast, an elevated take on the news. And the, we just had the big game. Yeah, yeah well, it, it wasn't that interesting, really. <laughs> You're talking about it's it's the big game. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I mean, so the Eagles took the lead, and then they held the lead. And Patriots, the Patriots got it for almost a bit. got it for like a bit there, <laughs> and then the Eagles just took the lead again. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a high-scoring game, but mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole lot of back and forth right there. Yeah, it was just always kind of like a team slightly trailing. Yeah, I mean, in that same sense, though, it's that's a sign of a pretty evenly matched game, though. Yeah, it's just more of it's like just... a horse race instead of a boxing match. Yes. Yeah. So, but like, man, those commercials were odd. Yeah, dude, I I fucking loved. The Doritos and Mountain Dew commercial. That was great. I actually really liked those two. Those were funny. <laughs> those were well done. I wasn't expecting to like see that. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, Peter Dinklage rapping. Yeah, he was doing perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I liked that moment where it was just a black screen for 30 seconds. That was dope. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if they paid to do that or if somebody fucked up. But that was a great 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Nothing going on on the TV during like the most expensive commercial like paying segment. Watch it be Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> Maybe, actually. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. They'd do something crazy like that just to fuck with people. <laughs> um, Groupon had a weird one. Did you see that one? No. It, it was just, like, vaguely football-themed. Two dudes in generic football jerseys and pads and everything. Mm-hmm. Set up to kick a... Uh, like, like, to punt off a football. As this old guy is coming out of this bright white house. <laughs> and they just said Groupon at the end. <laughs> like, that one was odd. Like, I, I thought it was pretty funny, though. Especially during, like, a football game right there. With how like controversial football's been all of a sudden. Well, I'll tell you, I don't get the joke, but I loved seeing some some football commercials. Yeah, and <laughs> um, I mean, like, there are some pretty ridiculous ones too, though. You know, every commercial's a tight ad. Yeah, <laughs> every commercial was a tight ad. <laughs> that was odd. Like, did Tide even have a commercial? Yeah, yeah. Did they? I don't even remember it. It just, it was literally that guy, like, it was like the beginning of a stereotypical ad for a type, a certain type of Super Bowl product. Mm-hmm. And just the sheriff from Stranger Things mm-hmm. saying, it's not a, it's not an ad for that new car. Look how clean these clothes are. It's a Tide ad. Every Super Bowl commercial is a Tide ad. <laughs> yeah, that was clever. But, um... And then there was, like, Budweiser spending millions of dollars to advertise the fact that they donated half a million dollars of water to people. Yeah. That was nice. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like if they just spent more of that money on the water, like yeah. the advertising would have been the fact that they did it. You know? Yeah. Like, put that five million dollars in in Flint and Puerto Rico. And, yeah, and like everywhere that was hit by a hurricane, <laughs> like Mexico's pretty much destroyed on the east coast from all the hurricanes it got. You know. Yeah, man, get the Mexicans into some American beer. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> and then you can export it, <laughs> and then you'll be a fancy import beer there. Philanthropy for capitalism and imperialism. There you go. That's smarter than you're like wasting money on a giant military commercial. That's the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, did you see what Trump was doing during the uh, Super Bowl national anthem? Wasn't he like just talking to all the cheerleaders? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a classy guy right there. Yeah, it was at I think it was at Mar-a-Lago, yeah. and he stepped outside of the room to watch a performance by some like college cheerleaders, and he walked up to each and every one of them after the performance, and thanks them, as Melania just stood in the background watching. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> the, the photography for that one. That was great. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought like the whole national anthem was a big deal to that guy. Yeah, I guess I guess I was wrong. He but... talks about it so much in the State of the Union. Yeah, I know. He brought it up like constantly. It was a little odd. Yeah, seriously, like so much of the time, like his State of the Union started with relatively normal shit, like tame shit for Trump. Yeah. Well, he started like on script. Yeah. And then like when people started clapping more for all the people he brought up. Instead of him, I think he got a little upset. Yeah. So they're just like, so guys, the flag is great, isn't it? The flag is just tremendous. It's the best flag. Please clap for the flag. Please clap. Jeb, how did you get in here? Get out! They're kicking me out the door! (laughs) Yeah, that was... like First he brought out like that kid that was putting out flags on graves. I don't know. It's cool that kid wanted to give back to his community, but I feel like like you could help living people who are suffering. Yeah, I mean... Like, that would be more beneficial. It's not a method that necessarily... It's not something that necessarily agrees with your politics. Like, yeah. I definitely see your point, yeah, and like, on some level agree, if, but still, <laughs> it's... I'd rather see that kid, like, go down to the VA and go help some living veterans than... <laughs> Yeah, because they're like they're still suffering through all the shit that's been like pounded through them. They're destroyed by the things they had to deal with. Yeah, I mean, but seeing stuff like that, it's it's a big thing for for military families. Like yeah, I get that, but like like so yeah, so even thing. even if he doesn't, yeah, so but still, like even if he isn't like actively helping current alive veterans knowing that like seeing the families who have been through so much and sacrificed so much you know seeing that even when you know the rest of the world seems to forget him you know or her you know the soldier that there are people who care and so it's a nice gesture to see it's a nice gesture for like the emotional side of things. Yeah, I suppose. I just feel that, like, 
at the same time, there's more productive volunteer work that still needs to be done. You know, because we have systems that are so sorely lacking in this country. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely un- understand that. But, you know, people get into, you know, activism in their own way. And I think it that, that we should support that. You know, it's good you know? that he's getting out there. And I'm sure he's going to do more than just that as time goes on, you know? Yeah. So I mean it's 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 a good thing to see it it's, it's better showing than nothing. it's in showing an intense passion for yeah. you know civic awareness. Uh, that's good, but um, after that, I, I noticed Trump began to talk about DJ. He was he was some <sighs> ranking in the services. Yeah, which what what did he what did he do? Because that's how all. <sighs> He just Trump just kept rambling on and on about how this guy's a hero. That's all I really remembered. I think he said. I think it's that he he saved some people. That's that sounds right to me. Yes, but um, like he kept talking about like oh this man's a hero. I just want to th- like he started talking like calling him DJ and he started <laughs> t- calling him a hero over and over. And then at the end he's like yes I just want to thank CJ for being such a great hero and. <laughs> That was an interesting. You're just like, well, gaffe. thank you, Mr. Yeah. President. I got I got a shout out from a dude that I hate on <laughs> national television. That was pretty sweet. Like Donald Trump gave us an endorsement. It's yeah. official, folks. It's pretty disrespectful to DJ, you know, getting his <laughs> name wrong, but and somehow implicating us. Yeah, but... <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? I don't know. That one was something, and um, the grieving families. Like that was, I don't think they should. Yeah, bring, with MS thirteen. Yeah, I don't think that, they should bring grieving grieving families on. Television yeah, no, like and just use them as like a political yeah. prop. Then yeah, to them, like they're actively dealing with shit still. Yeah, and you know, use that to spew your racist, yeah, like rhetoric. Yeah, your hateful things towards an entire like what was it quarter of our population right now? Yeah, yeah, something something like that. That's, that's pretty terrible to hear. Yeah, I mean, because he he really wasn't too thinly veiled, like even talking just about illegal immigrants. No, he was he was just talking about like how he wants to shut down immigration. Yeah, <laughs> like full stop. He just wants to end it. Yeah, and like especially like what he calls chain migration, which like we've always called like. Was it family migration? Yeah, family migration. Because you know you bring a whole family over because they're together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The dad gets the dad, you know, gets a visa and comes over Mm -hmm. and establishes something. Yeah. And he brings his family over and they become citizens through time, and they add to like our diverse like population. That's one of the great things about this country. And and he was claiming that, like, they bring, like, just a bunch of people over. He was like, second cousins, third cousins. Yeah, that, that's not how it works. For the most no. part, you can only bring, like, your nuclear family. You can't even bring, like, grandparents through that method, you know? Yeah. It can uh, only be, yeah. like, immediate parents, children, uh, or siblings. And uh, they can... I think they can bring their parents over. Yeah, their their parents, children, and siblings. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. You can't bring, like, your grandparents. Well, no, like, the kids' grandparents? No, like, your grandparents. Oh, no, great-grandparents. 
Sure, so the basically kids' great grandparents. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can't bring them over. <laughs> uh, anyway, the point is, it's very restricted. Yeah. Who you can bring over, and of course, even for every single person that they bring over, even with the original person, there's an intense vetting and waiting process that yeah. happens. Yeah, that can take years. You know, it's not like oh, you apply for your visa and now you come over. Yeah. No, it's not that convenient. And like I, the funny thing I find about this is that Donald Trump's family came to this country through this method. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so his great grandfather had established him, himself here before bringing over his wife and children, and this is now a policy that Donald Trump wants to get rid of. Yeah. So he wouldn't even be allowed in this country if we didn't have this policy. <laughs> I mean, isn't that it? Does isn't that seem to be the thing with these like weird? like power hungry people like hitler like idolized blonde hair and and then he didn't have it yeah Yeah. it's like he wants a standard that he himself didn't meet and then what like what are you supposed to do about yourself if you don't meet (laughs) that standard it's a little odd and there's there's not very many options for you especially if like once people really start believing your ideas and like hey wait a minute yeah then you then you got a problem right there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people start like looking into you too uh oh mm-hmm. no one wants to listen to bono right <laughs> yeah and then he he pulled that that now famous line infamous line americans are dreamers too if what the fuck does that mean that that is like that has that's that's just like the new um that's the new all lives matter Okay, yeah, that's you know, it's apropos. Yeah, it's just he's taking that common type of logic and phrasing and just feeding them a new thing to run with. Yeah, he's divorcing like the words from their meaning. That's that's pretty common with like reactionary politics like Donald Trump has. Yeah. Just like he's he's done that like constantly throughout his entire political career. Like, all his catchphrases, lock her up. Like, when people are chanting, lock her up, for the most part, you know, they don't realize exactly what that would entail. You know, it's not just like, I, Donald Trump, now arrest Hillary Clinton. Like, no, it's an entire process um, researching things that have kind of basically already been researched. And just somehow magically making it come out to be a different conclusion. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a common tactic with, like, old Soviet propaganda. They called it the co-opting of language. If you can just distort what they're already using, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, just take it away from them and they don't have anything to run with. It's like pulling the rug out from under people, like, rhetorically. And that's a really weird thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. To, to just completely distance a word from its own definition yeah and it really just becomes its own thing that in the mind of the people who like to hear it mm-hmm. you know it just becomes it's this uh, its own weird concept in and of itself that's completely divorced from reality it's mm-hmm. something odd right there and uh, you know what else is divorced from reality <laughs> <laughs> this this big hype about the nunez memo from the Republicans, yeah, how it like somehow vindicates Donald Trump 
Like, I mean, I'm going to encourage everyone listening to this to go ahead and read it. You can find it. It's public record right now. It's six pages with a little, like, footnote on a seventh separate page. It basically says that the they were actively investigating um, Carter Page yeah. for involvement with the Russian government in 2013, which was years before he worked for Donald Trump. And the yeah. Republicans are claiming it's some sort of attack on Donald Trump during his like campaign, even though there's three years gap right there. Mm-hmm. So I guess they just don't understand how time works. Yeah, and it's the they're saying as it's like it's a conflict of interest. It's that, not though, because there was an yeah. investigation that they worked on years before, and then he just popped back up because he's now doing other shit involved with a guy that's now accused of working with the russian government no you you can't apply that to real life yeah no (laughs) if you try to apply that logic to real life no one would take you seriously just like yeah like cops like investigating like a gang you know that's you know murdering people or or, you know just any criminal organization really if you just if you just investigate one and take one, or just investigate one, then investigating any other people connected is a conflict of interest. That doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. In fact, like, there's entire, like, specific, like, criminality laws involved with groups, like, working together. It's racketeering. Mm-hmm. So, that, those are serious offenses, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so to just claim... All this just ridiculous stuff. It's again like straight out of Trump's playbook. It's attacking, attaching any like sort of logic to anything just to scrape by with the people he needs. Well, that's like how he's always run, you know? He, mm-hmm. He's like skids from crap hole to crap hole and he's wound up in the president's chair. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a crap hole now. I mean, how long did apprentice last before they brought in celebrity apprentice and then just kept the celebrity version because it's the only way people would watch it oh yeah no one likes donald trump the people in the same social circles as him back in new york didn't like donald trump and they haven't for decades he's by all accounts a terrible person yeah so he's just he's just created this wrestling character yeah of himself yeah he's he's like an old school wrestling heel of like oh i'm a businessman and i Mm -hmm. spend money on like golden things yeah (laughs) like private plane trips to like fancy resorts that i own and now i'm gonna put you in an armbar bitch (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you go on the wwe website donald trump has a bio page yeah he's under wrestlers yeah, he he's showed up in a wrestling match. Yeah, that that was one of the most like publicized matches of its year too. So mm-hmm. everyone wanted to see that. Ain't that some shit right there? <laughs> Our president is a wrestler, but somehow this is worse than idiocracy. Yeah, I mean, in idiocracy, the wrestler president listened to the smartest guy in the country because he was like, "Oh shit!" Because he this guy's smart because he could fix their problems bit by bit. Because he actually knew like basic things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he 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 just he doesn't have even the ability to see who's smart. He only has the ability to see who sucks up to him the most. Yep, he's he's, he's looking for who's willing to brown nose him the most. Wouldn't that be a fun scandal right there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Piers Morgan's doing that, I heard. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> Why do he keep tweeting that picture? I don't know. Four times in three hours. Yeah, Piers Morgan's like, look at this horrible picture someone drew of me eating Donald Trump's ass. Yeah. Aren't you offended as it as I am? And then like ten minutes later, look at this horrible picture that's still up places uh-huh. that I keep putting up. And <laughs> he just kept doing that. No, like, guys, look at this new post with the same picture that I hate posted four times. You know, he probably just secretly really wants everyone to see it. Yeah. That if that's the scandal that breaks the White House, <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> just fucking Wolf Blitzer reporting breaking news. Pierce Morgan was found in a compromising situation today in the Oval Office. <laughs> now, they they left the curtains open. Now, so we have some pictures. Here's a warning: they are graphic, but it appears the president's pants are down, and he is bent over the desk. While Pierce Morgan is kneeling behind him. Ironically, this was drawn. We now know that there is definitely a correlation to hand size. Yeah, apparently, the the artist who drew this picture back in early February might be psychic. This just in: his name is Sean Spencer. Huh? What a surprise! <laughs> I heard he was out in San Francisco these days. <laughs> I guess in more ridiculous news to add to this pretty comical week, we've been seeing <laughs> record drops in the Dow. Yeah, like. I first saw it as a 666-point drop. Yeah. And that was hilarious. And then the next day, there was another 500 points. Uh, (laughs) At one point, it was like a total 1,500. (laughs) Spiked back up a bit. But last I looked, it was already back on like a downswing. Yeah. So it's pretty volatile right now. Like, there's all sorts of people, like, speculating on what exactly that might entail. What's going on with the market. I... I think a bit a big one is is going to be student loans. Student loans are going to suck. Yeah, that that's going to take a real dive right there. Yeah, I think so. That uh, might be a bubble that bursts right there. Mm-hmm. Student loans, and then after that, credit. I mean, if we have if we put the right people in power in twenty twenty, I, I think the left would have an opportunity to take advantage of a potential student loan bubble burst. And as a way of marketing free college. Yeah. Yeah. Because saying it's like, cheaper. Yeah, saying it's cheaper and look, it's sustainable. Yeah. It's not something that's going to be profit driven that can become crazy expensive and, and become just like another way to exploit people. You know, so if, if anything comes from that, it comes from this, good comes from this, potentially playing out, I think it would be the left seizing the opportunity for college yeah i mean if they play it smart but how smart have they been lately not smart at all that's why they need new people in charge yeah oh my god that fucking pathetic concession on um on ending the uh shutdown you have to be so politically incompetent to do that yeah and they can't get it through their heads how to be politically effective anymore because for them it's always just been about keeping a job and they'll spend whatever, do whatever it takes to keep that job because they like their job. It makes them rich as fuck. Like the weird thing right now, though, with the stock market crash, is like how it's really going to affect people. Because as it stands, mm-hmm. only only forty two percent of Americans even own stock, like in in any form, whether that's like through investment through their business or with like like private investment or anything. And with that, 
only like 10% of actual stockholders own 80% of American stocks. So this yeah. is something that directly affects a very small percentage of people, like 4% of the population. I mean, I, but I, they're the people who move money around the most. So that's where it causes problems. Yeah, I think... Like, most individual Americans aren't going to see it hit their, like, money, because it's not tied well, in Well, I wouldn't say that, because... Well, not in a direct sense. You know, they... Well, because... So it'll, it'll have, like, tangential effects, obviously. Like, star, stock market going down always, you know, it always makes companies think they have to cut costs, and the mm-hmm. best way to cut costs is to cut labor. Right. And then they either cut labor or raise prices. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to have like an immediate effect. It's going to be that slow ripple through different areas of the market. Yeah. Because you know? I mean, even as we see it now, it's trying to stabilize itself. That's these companies realizing like what's going on. And they're like, wait, we don't want this to happen. Yeah, I don't. So, and they I don't have... know how well they'll be able to maintain it, though. I mean, I think they might... Well, my my fear with this is they'll just try and take it way too far and try and, you know, ride it out. Well, that's the whole thing with a boom-bust economy created under, like, free market capitalism. The, yeah. The only thing that corrects the economy is it destroying itself. Yeah. And that's a terrible system to have. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, you, you want a system that regulates itself. And, like, the only way to really achieve that will be to have a system that grows as slowly but steadily as possible. Mm-hmm. Instead of this system we have with like rapid inflation in like individual sectors, yeah, and that causing like weird effects in unrelated markets and all that, yeah, just really creating this global system based on the exploitation of people who are worse off than you, because mm-hmm. it's the people who have the capital to like move around causing in- entire shifts in the economy for other people who actually have to sit there and figure out how to afford things you know mm-hmm. these people who do this have no worries about things like that they like they could literally develop the most expensive diseases <laughs> to treat <laughs> and still walk away with like plenty of money yeah and then meanwhile there's people who can't afford to like deal with like minor injuries because it's too expensive to go like set a bone and that's a pretty like mm-hmm. messed up system to have yeah it's Government should take care of the needs of the people. Mm-hmm. Industry takes care of the wants. Yeah, that's that's a, like a simple system right there. Yeah, and it's and it's the best way of ensuring that no one fails to even try. No one fails to even be able to live a life. Everyone's able to live a life. You can live that life, you know, in ways that may be good, may be bad. But you're free to live that life. Right, and that's like the basic concept of like market socialism. Where like, yeah, you have your like food, water, and shelter provided for you. But like if you want more than that, you're going to have to go do something. Yeah. Like so you could theoretically just live like like, like hiking out in the woods and stuff. Mm -hmm. If that's what you wanted to do all day. Yeah. You know, if that's really what you wanted to do, go ahead, you know. But most people aren't going to be content with that. They're still going to strive for more. Yeah, it's really saying that as a society, we, we hold in the highest value the human experience. Right, and like people should be free to be themselves and like do what they want to do, you know, and pursue their own interests and wants and desires. Yeah, and 
And, you know, and as always, you know, there's still, if there's one thing that's true about, you know, capitalism theory, it's that it is a motivator. And so when you have that intersection of the needs and the wants and the innovator and motivator capitalism being kind of almost this weird having this symbiotic relationship yeah people who are like creative enough can then prey on the needs of people instead of like supplying the wants of people look at like these have you seen that company that's working to like replace drinking fountains like public drinking fountains no it's like a water cooler system right and warm water is free But cold water, you have to pay a monthly subscription. That it's only a dollar, but you still have to pay a monthly. That subscription brings for cold that water. that brings up some imagery right there, right? <laughs> There's separate drinking fountains for people who can afford cold water. Yeah, isn't that ironic? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not not equating this necessarily, you know, with no, but statistically, the same but at the same yeah, time, it's, it's showing minority that groups mm-hmm. are more poor than whites. And yeah. so that becomes a burden on them more than it becomes a burden on whites as a group. And just like it's it's the new Jim is, Crow. Yeah, it, it's a more subtle, refined thing. You know, it, it's more dog whistles instead of bullhorns because they can like operate freely with dog whistles. Yeah. And with like subtle like jabs at people like that. People are less likely to complain if you just poke at them the whole time instead mm-hmm. of if you punch them in the face. And then, like, the moderate Republicans can be said, well, you know, he's just talking about, you know, urban problems in the city. You know, problems in the city. Yeah, right. But that that was but, an idea that was actually established by a speaker at an RNC discussion about how you can't go around saying the N-word anymore. So you got to talk about the urban poor because everyone knows the urban poor means black people. Yeah. Just whole part of that, like, that the beginning of fox news and the republican party's i mean whole idea that has guided them through like all these years as being the dominant force even when democrats are in power republicans are still guiding the conversation right well one of the creators of like fox news at the time one of the early contributors there admitted that its purpose was to be a bullhorn for um richard nixon and richard nixon's ideals yeah, I mean so, Nixon and Ailes and Roger Ailes, who basically they, ran Fox until they were the day he the died. Best of friends. Yeah, it was literally meant to be his propaganda arm, and it continued to be that way, and it's served the Republican Party ever since. And the Republican Party all knows how to message. There, see, they have all their groups together. Hell, they even have like a specific show where they tell the president what to think. It's yeah, called Fox and Friends. Yeah, but they, they've been able to coalesce all these groups around this broader message because they're just giving, like, one major concession to each group mm-hmm. and pretending that they stand for it all and using these, like, propaganda news outlets to unite to, it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think on that note, I'm going to go ahead and throw a recommendation to our cartoon president. Oh yeah, that's a great depiction of Fox News right there. That was it that cuts was right hilarious. to the core. And with yeah. that, I think we'll call this a good, like the end right here for the week. All right. So we'll catch you next time, folks.